You have something special. You have greatness in you. Hello, I'm Les Brown, Mrs. Mamie Brown's baby boy in Stacy's pride and joy. If you're ready to earn six or seven figures and take your business and your life to the next level, I'm encouraging you to watch a program that's transforming people's lives around the world. Sell without selling. It will give you the tools to be unstoppable. It will allow you to be able to market yourself and impact people and take them to another place. Sell without selling is something that gives you your superpower to make a greater impact. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to get into today's episode. And really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine who really needs little introduction. The world knows him as Mammy Brown's baby boy. You know him as Mr. Les Brown. I am so excited for you to hear what Les has to say today. He's a dear friend of mine. I'm blessed he's in my life. Les, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the work that you've been doing, helping people to get a larger vision of themselves and how to create value for people, which that sells them on themselves and on the things they need in order to carve out a place for themselves in the marketplace, as well as to help them personally and professionally. So thank uh, you for who you are. Oh, Les, thank you so much. And thank you so much for, for blessing me and my life personally and being in it and for sharing your gift with the world and making such a global impact as you do. I'm sure there are millions out there that would personally like to say thank you. So on behalf of all of them, thank you for your devotion to helping people get out of their way. Thank you. And I want you to thank you for being a mentor to me. You're never too old to learn. I'll be 76 February the 17th. And you're never too young to teach. So I want to just thank you because whenever I want to begin to enhance my business or learn something that I don't know, I call you because you are competent and you are trusted. 
and it's hard to find that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Les, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, you and I were, were talking yesterday and, you know, this, this global pandemic, COVID, has put so many people stuck at home, lost and, and demotivated and trying to figure out what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. And, and I know that you're in a position to where you can really help people make shift happen. What advice can you give these people that, that don't know where to go, they, they don't know what to do? Well, first of all, life, life is full of disruptions. It's full <laughs> of disruptions. And we build our lives on disruptions, transformation, and decisions. At mm -hmm. the end of the day, all of us are basically the same. The only thing that separates us are the decisions we make after the disruptions take place. I have this quote I love very much in life. You always be faced with a series of God-ordained opportunities brilliantly disguised as problems and challenges. And all major disruptions, there are moments where we can pause, take account to what has happened, and then ask the question, what do I need to do now? And on the other side of the disruption is growth mentally and emotionally and spiritually and so many other areas. And that's what we have to focus on once we get our wits about us, because sometimes life can knock you senseless. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> but we've been in this place before. The only difference is, is not being able to come outside. <laughs> You know, but uh, I, I, and give you an example. I was told by Dr. Alfred Gosen, he said, Mr. Brown, he said, are you aware you have fourth stage cancer? And I said, no. He said, are you aware that it has metastasized the seven areas of your body? I said, wow. He said, why are you smiling? I said, man, I'm one of seven children. I said, seven is my lucky number. Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho seven times. Naaman dipped himself in the river Jordan seven times. I said, seven is my lucky number. He looked at his nurse and said, this is a strange one here. <laughs> so I asked, I said, can you give me a second opinion? He said, yes. I said, what is it? He said, and you're ugly too. I said, wow, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't call me ugly, did you? Oh my God, you are crazy. He said, but you got this. We determine the diagnosis, but you and God determines the prognosis. I never tell my patients they're terminally ill. What I say is that my knowledge, my abilities, and my skills have terminated. Now it's on you and God to determine the prognosis. And as a result of that, Stacy, I left there not with a, a heart full of fear. Most people in a fearful situation, they forget everything and run. Mm -hmm. I left there with a heart full of faith. And faith, you face everything and rise. Faith mm -hmm. not tested can't be trusted. It's mm -hmm. easy to have faith when you have your health, your relationships are working, the children are acting like they have good sense. You got money in the bank. The business is working out. It's easy to have faith then. But when life knocks on the door, and it's coming, all experiences in life, the good times, they have an expiration date. 
the bad times, they have an expiration date. This thing called life is a roller coaster. That's why Horace Gump said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And that's mm -hmm. all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Les, you know, there, there have been a lot of people that woke up one day and the pandemic just happened and they found themselves on stay at home orders. Some of them found themselves furloughed. Some of them found themselves laid off. Some of them found themselves downsized. And, and reality is a lot of people today are trying to figure out how to keep their life going financially. And in my humble opinion, I really think we're about to see a new immersion of entrepreneurism, a very strong immersion of people trying to figure out how to continue to support themselves and make a living. You know, because let's face it, you do a lot of work with corporate America. And when that bear gets poked, that bear gets smart. And the pandemic poked that bear. And they realized that they can accomplish a heck of a lot more with a heck of a lot less. So we have a lot of people in middle, in middle America in higher incomes and lower incomes waking up trying to figure out how they can continue to support themselves and pay their bills. I know that when you first started out, you struggled. You knew that you had a future. You knew that you had this fire in your belly and that what you were doing at that radio station wasn't enough. You knew you wanted more. How can you help these people see they have so much more inside of them and they can ask so much more of themselves? You know, the Lion King, Simba, you're more than that which you have become. <laughs> when you look at where we are, just think about this now. We're in a golden age right now. And yeah. here's why I say this. When this took place, something happened that we did not anticipate. Life had just snatched a rug out from under us. Here's something that we have to look at. When something happens, you have to begin to discipline your mind to go within, not focus on what has happened because where focus goes, energy flows. 2007, Time Magazine said that the computer is the person of the year. Why? Because the computer can help you to begin to create a global business around the world. It, it eliminates geography. We have gone from brick and mortar to click and order. We have all the tools we need. When I got back from Dubai, when I went there, they were just having the clampdown and you had to go into quarantine. And I went from traveling all over the world to speaking virtually three to four times a day from home. So here's where we are. Number one, what's important? Mental resolve. Because things are going to happen over this year. At least three things are going to happen to you and me or to someone we care about. My youngest daughter, she has been diagnosed as, as, as positive, she's gotten through it. And my heart goes out to the families and friends who, who didn't have that kind of fortunate outcome. But in the meantime, she had to figure out how do I begin to learn something else to make money, something else. When I was fired from radio, which I love and which was my life and I didn't see it coming, 
I had to learn how to use my talent in another way. See, if, you, if you're not willing to learn, no one can help you. But if you're willing to learn, no one can stop you. So it's now in the comfort of our home, virtually, we can learn anything virtually. We can begin to create our own economy virtually. Coming out of this space where we are, there will be millionaires, there will be billionaires, and there will be witnesses. And so when you said, and it's very true, that the, the, the people that are going to come out of this era, this is an entrepreneur's era. We've gone from people thinking they can get a job, graduate from college and work for 40 years. The 40-40 plan is gone and retiring 40%, which was enough in the first place. That's gone. This is a new ball game. Einstein said, the thinking that has brought me this far has created some problems that this thinking can't solve. So we have to rethink our lives and reinvent ourselves and develop the mental resolve, the willingness to learn something differently and to create collaborative, achievement-driven, supportive relationships. That's an, that is a phenomenal point. The collaborative strategic relationships. You know, so many people airmark themselves and label themselves as the solopreneur or the self-made millionaire. We both know no one gets anywhere alone. No. Can you talk about collaboration and how it's helped you? Without any question, we, we want to surround ourselves with people that we can learn from, that we can grow from. I, I remember a, a gentleman who really made a tremendous impact in my life. I was in his class looking for another student. He said, young man, go to the front of the room and work this problem out for me. I said, sir, I can't do that. He said, why not? I said, I'm not one of your students. He said, do it anyhow. And the other students started laughing, saying, he's Leslie. He's got a twin brother, Wesley. Wesley's smart. He's DT. And he asked, what's DT? He's the dumb twin. And I said, I am, sir. And he came from behind his desk in the spirit of you. And he said, don't you ever say that again. Someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. And that startled me. How we live our lives is a result of the story we believe about ourselves. He disrupted my story. When we speak, when your program comes on, the kind of training that you provide for people, how to sell without selling, what you do individually and collectively, distract, dispute, and inspire. When people listen to your program, you distract them from their current mindset of trying to hijack the market selling. You're saying create value. There's nothing that can represent what people want more than ever is for you to create value and that will create the thirst for what you have and they will sell themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's one thing. But through the execution with the interviews with your guests that you dismantle their current belief system and now they're able to upgrade their skill set and become more productive and have a more impactful career and and be able to better serve the people that they're after and and penetrate their marketplace so this thing called life distract dispute and inspire this experience that you and i are creating right now 
will give people hope when there's hope in the future that gives you power in the present. It allows people to know those who are looking for the light that they are the light. And as their willingness to, to begin to know that they have everything within them to come through this experience stronger and better than coming into it, no matter how fast a, a caterpillar can walk, it can never fly. And so this is a cocoon moment when we are in and can't come outside, it gives us time to think. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. So now I know you're about ready to pray for me because I'm going to say my line. You know that itty bitty shitty committee in the head, the yes. one that always says, I can't do this. I'm not worth this. I don't know the right people. How, in your opinion, do people tame that bully in the brain? People who don't make a decision to mm. tame that conversation in their brain have skinny children. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you okay, now I'm going to pray for you. You're wrong. <laughs> you are so wrong. I, I, I had to, to do a presentation at Procter & Gamble when I first started out as a speaker. Mm -hmm. And I had a cardboard visual aid. Now, this is the first time that I answered a call to come and make a presentation to a corporation like this. I'm an amateur. Everybody has had PowerPoint presentations, all right? Electric. And I'm looking, I said, oh my God. The little voice in my head said, you out of place. <laughs> I mean, I took the time to go down to Walgreens and got <laughs> Okay, you can't make this stuff up. And, and, and got this, this this big roll of cardboard, and I had somebody come over to help me. And I put all my little illustrations on there, had crayon and everything. I had to take that into the bathroom, then I had to talk to myself. Say, Les, mm. you don't want to be intimidated by these people. You can do this. You don't need that. You can make this happen. You know what you bring. You know the value that you're providing. And when they called me and said, Les Brown Unlimited, Mr. Brown, are you here? And I said, yes. And when I came in, and they said, Mr. Brown, where's your PowerPoint presentation? I said, I am the PowerPoint. Mm. They said, whoa. And I did my presentation. And I got the contract. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think they were afraid to not give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so what happens is that we have to create a ritual for ourselves. When I get up in the morning, first thing I say, all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his purpose. And then I have an affirmation on my mirror that says, Lord, whatever I face today, together you and I can handle it. And then I write down seven things that I'm grateful for. And after that, I review the things that I want to get out of the day. Most people, they wake up and they are thinking about wake, making it through the day. If you don't have an agenda for your life, you're going to be a part of somebody else's agenda. And so I know what I want to get out of today. I was looking forward to this time 
that I'll be able to spin with you and, and, and thought about how can I create some value and we can orchestrate an experience that will give people hope and let them know that they have the power to make it through this. There's something that a guy named Willie Jolly, a friend of mine, he, he has a song that says, we will get through this and we will and i remember robert chula said tough times never last but tough people do we are yeah. tough we've all had experiences and we said whoa i can't believe i was able to do that i had an experience in the georgia dome which has been demolished i was asked to speak to eighty thousand people but i did not know i thought i was going to be in a banquet room so here I am coming in and they were escorting me in the back and I'm thinking there's a banquet room about 500 to 700 people that I'm speaking to. And the guy asked me, what is it like to speak to 80,000 people? I said, I don't know, man, that, that's gotta be scary. I said, I'm speaking to probably around five or 700 people. Where's the banquet room? He said, are you Les Brown? I said, yes. <laughs> you're not speaking in a banquet room. I said, I'm not. He said, no. He said, come over here a minute. He said, look out there. I said, and that's who you're speaking to. I <laughs> said, oh my God, I took off ready. I said, I'll be back. I got to go to the bathroom, but it's number one. It's number <laughs> one. <laughs> and so they had to call my mentor, Mike Williams. He wrote the book, The Road to Your Best Stuff. He knocked on the door. He said, Browning. I said, yes. He said, you got to come out. They're stalling. They're waiting for you to come on and speak. I said, Mike, I can't hear the voices, Mike. I can't hear the voices. He said, Browning. I said, yes. Can you listen to me right now? I said, yes. Now he Distracting, distract, distracted me from the fear. He said, listen, man, come out and make your mother proud. I said, don't use my mother on me. <laughs> he said, you can do this. Come on, man. You can do this, Brownie. Do you hear me? And I said, yes, Mike. And Stacy, sometimes, we have to believe in somebody's belief in us yeah. until our belief kicks in. Mm. And so when he spoke those words, it jarred me from my fear. And I came up on the stage and he gave me the microphone and he looked at me like, you got this. I went and I spoke. It's, and, and people can still see this, Les Brown speaking in the Georgia Dome. I don't even remember the speech. I, mm. I, I, I look at it as a witness with most people. I've seen about 10 minutes of it, but I don't remember giving the speech because I was frightened out of my mind, but I spoke from my heart. Where your heart is, there your treasure is also. A friend of mine named Gary Cox, he said, when there's an argument between your mind and your heart, Follow your heart. See where your heart is, there your treasure is also. My mind was saying, you've never done this before. My mind was manufacturing fear, but my heart said, you got this. This is who you are. See, a job is what you get paid for. Your calling is what you're made for. And when you're living from your heart, you can do things that you don't know, eye has not seen, 
ear has not heard, nor has entered the heart of mankind what God has in store for you. Oh, Les. I don't know if you guys out there have picked up all of the nuggets he just dropped down for you. I was I managed to make note of a few of them. So I'd like to recap. You know, one of the things that that we specialize in personally at, at my company, Pivot Point, is we specialize and pride ourselves on meeting people where they're at so we can take them where they want to go. Something you said early on was you didn't have all the bells and whistles. You didn't have the PowerPoint presentation and all the technology. You met yourself where you were at so you could take yourself where you wanted to go. And that is beautiful advice because reality is you might not have the $100,000 to throw at a coach. And if you can insert yourself into a $100 a month program or a $150 a month program or buy a $25 book, anything to invest in yourself so that you can then extract knowledge and golden nuggets and, and skill sets to help shift your mindset, to help shift your current reality. That's number one. The next golden nugget I got from everything you just said was mentorship. You surround yourself with people who, who see the greatness in you so that if, it, if you're ever challenged, you can borrow their belief in yourself. Yes. So mentorship and coaching was another golden nugget that, that Les just dropped. And one of the most beautiful golden nuggets that you just gift wrapped to them was get out of your head and get into your heart. Because reality is if you're in, if you're stuck in between your ears, there's no movement there. That's why they call it analysis paralysis. Mm -hmm. If you drop down in your heart and connect the two and lead with that, and lead with the service heart-centered leadership and pursue your greatness and your purpose with just the love for yourself and the love for others, success becomes eminent. Yes, and there's something else we want to inject in there. We have to create these collaborative achievement-driven relationships and continuously evaluate them to upgrade them mm. because this thing called life is like an elevator. The higher you go, you have to stop and let some people off. Everybody cannot go. Sidney Portier said something in his book called The Measure of a Man. He said, when you go for a walk with someone, something happens without being spoken. He said, either they adjust to your pace or you adjust to their pace. And we have to ask ourselves, whose pace have we adjusted to? That's phenomenal, Les. That is, you know, you, you hear the old adage, birds of a feather flock together. Yes, yes. That's good and or bad. Yes, and, and, and so it impacts us in, in so many ways. A, a person asked me the other day, you know, you, you're, you're, you'll be 76. And you're not married. And I said, thank you very kindly for reminding me of that. And it's better to be alone than to wish you were. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're wrong again. I'm just oh, going to declare that. <laughs> whatever. 
<laughs> okay, now you're really seeing Wes at his prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how has how has personal and professional development helped you help others? Oh, it is it's major. I, I train speakers and what I say to them, don't practice what you preach. Hmm. Preach what you practice. Oh, I love that Wes. Yeah, we don't want to just be messengers. We want to be the message. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning continuously. I'm still growing. I, I still read 30 to 40 pages a day. I discipline myself to learn something today that I did not know yesterday. And so by doing that in this era, what Peter Drucker called, as you know, the era of the three C's, accelerated change, overwhelming complexity and tremendous competition that allows you to control your personal economy. And that allows you in whatever area that you're in to dominate your niche, to take no prisoners and eat the wounded. <laughs> Behave. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell I didn't take my medication. I promised to be good. <laughs> Les, I think you are being good. <laughs> so, so as a speaker, and you actually brought this up earlier, you know, when when entrepreneurs, business owners, sales professionals, you know, go to pick up that ten thousand pound phone to make a phone call or go to open that door that they believe is deadbolt locked, or if they go to make that presentation, something happens. And it's actually, there, there, there's a word for it, a description for it, it's called imposter syndrome, right? And you kind of brought it up when you were talking about speaking in front of an 80,000 person stadium. How early on in your career did imposter syndrome haunt you and how did you overcome it, if at all? Well, I buy into the thinking of Earl Nightingale, who, who gave mm -hmm. the classic speech, the strangest secret in the world. He said, you don't get in life what you want. You get in life what you are. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln said, if I have six hours to chop a tree down, I'll spend four hours sharpening my ax. Yeah. This is a time that we have to invest in ourselves. It was Warren Buffett was asked the question in the last recession, what's the most important investment I should make? And here's a guy with billions of dollars in real estate, billions of dollars in the stock market. He said, the most important investment you should make is in yourself. Yeah. And so people not only must invest in themselves as you talked about and as you believe and as you teach, but there's something else that's very important. They, I think if they have not done it, they need to activate their superpower. Hmm. Now, let me share this with you. We all have it. In the beginning was the word and the word was God. We, our, our parents give us our bodies and our looks, but our voices come from God. I truly believe this. Yeah. Warren Buffett also said, your ability to communicate is major. There's a philosophical question that we always ask, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, did it make a sound? Mm -hmm. And he said, your ability 
to reach people through your presentations with your voice. He said, if you don't do that, if you're not affected like that, that's like a man being in a dark room with a woman and he winks, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, now I'm gonna say you're not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, eighty-five percent of your effectiveness to get a promotion mm -hmm. or to promote your business. You are the storyteller. Steve Jobs said the storyteller is the most powerful person in the world. Mm -hmm. The only way that I was able, after being labeled educable, mentally retarded in the fifth grade, put back to the fourth grade, fail again in the eighth grade, no college training, born in an abandoned building on a floor at a poor section of Miami, Florida called Liberty City. The only way that I got here, being selected among the top five speakers in the world, Gentleman Norman Schwarzkopf, Lee Alcoca, Paul Harvey, Robert Schuler, this is some good company by Toastmasters International, was honoring something that this teacher told me. He said, Mr. Brown, he said, practice OQP, only quality people. He said, develop your mind. And he said, develop your communication skills because once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are. And so when you talk about sell without selling, that's a communication approach. And people, when you speak, they're asking three questions. Who are you? What do you have? And why should I care? And the way you communicate that, your level of competence, the confidence that people will feel when you speak, the trust that you can ignite in them, that, that style of communication, when I hear you speak, when I saw you present, you touched me. I said, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you are heart-centered. You, you touch me in the heart. What gave me the ability to stand out in this industry, I believe, and you do too, in this saying of Henry David Thoreau, do not go where the path may lead, go where there's no path and leave a trail, mm -hmm. is that, the, that when you communicate with people, you want to speak from your heart not from your head. The industry was built on providing information from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. When you just provide information, that impacts two areas of the brain. I came in telling a story. When you learn how to tell a story, you impact five areas of the brain, including the chemistry that you feel when you fall in love. And so when you speak from your heart, you expand a person's vision of themselves. Mm -hmm. You touch their hearts because we are emotional creatures mm -hmm. and you, you ignite their spirit to become as Mother Teresa would say, a pencil in the hand of God and start writing a new chapter in their lives. Come on, somebody. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, behave. <laughs> this is why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> So yes. 
So, you know, uh, I, you know, I've been studying human behavior for over 30 years and, you know, I'm a master trainer of neurolinguistics programming. So I really get into the heart of shifting people's foundation and as it applies to their relationship with self, their relationship with others. And then, and I specialize in helping them apply the science into business and sales. So for me, you said something really impactful that if I may, I'd like to add to it. You brought in, you know, that it's important to be a storyteller and science has proven that that impacts their five senses. You know, when we communicate, it's really important to communicate from a perspective so people can visualize it because that's how we store information. We store everything in pictures. It's really important that we touch them kinesthetically, their heart. It's really important that we speak into their processing style so that they hear it right, because different type of processors need different types of tempos and tonalities and timbres. It's also really important that we speak to their minds so they understand us. I say all of that to say, being a storyteller is the external focus. It's really important to understand we're also the story writer of our lives. We write our story every day and we decide whether or not it's going to have a positive ending or a negative ending based on choices we make on a daily basis. Yes, and, but we're in a different place now. We are. When you look at the dilemma of social media, mm. there are instruments, algorithms that corrupt, that change, that influence our minds, yeah. and we're not even conscious of it. Yeah. It's deeper than subliminal advertising. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when we speak, our goal is is to create a significant emotional event. That's how people change. There's a saying, you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. However, if you know how to use your story to interrupt their thinking, to create a significant emotional event that introduced them to a part of themselves that they cannot discover by themselves, now you can take them to another place. And so what we do with our voice and how we show up behind the words that we speak, that is the driving force that people experience. That's, we, we want to create an experience. Oliver Wendell Holmes said that once a man or woman's mind has been expanded with an idea, concept, or experience, it could never be satisfied to going back to where it was. So when Mr. Washington said, Mr. Brown, someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. Whoa. My mother said sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Words can hurt and very deeply. But when he spoke those words, he jarred me. When he spoke those words, he gave me a glimpse of the Les Brown that was in me, but I wasn't aware of him. Okay. And he... He took me to a place, you can't read the label when you're locked in the box, yeah. and allowed me to be liberated through my mind by seeing myself differently, which 
also impacted on how I show up in life, how I show up in my relationships, how I show up in my business, in the marketplace. All of those factors come into play. And this is a place where we are now. And that's why I say in my brand new book called, you gotta be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right thinking, right words, right relationships, right decisions, and the right heart-centered things that you believe in. A job is what you get paid for. A calling is what you are made for. Most of us are living a misplaced life. Many people, they die at age 25 and don't get buried until they're 65 because they haven't taken the time to do what you provide for people to discover who they really are. And that knowing, that truth, will set them free from a life of mediocrity to get out of their head and into their greatness. And when you're pursuing your greatness, you don't know what your limits are. So you act like you don't have any. That is such an incredible point. You know, you you once again have dropped a hundred gold nuggets. <laughs> That's why I love talking with you. you. Bring it out, but you know how to bring it out, me down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest points you made there is it, uh, success, selling, the 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 whole foundation of everything you want as far as your dreams go all starts with self. And in order for that to happen, and I say this time and time again, you got to do the inner work for the outer to ever work, right? And you just hit them with a solid gold nugget that in order for others to trust you, you have to trust yourself. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and they will feel that. They will know that. How we show up behind the words are far more important than the words that we speak. The other thing that's very important that you do as a speaker and as a trainer is, and, and it gave me an advantage, that the speaking industry had been governed by the Dale Carnegie course. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them and then tell them what you told them. My mentor, Mike Williams, who wrote the book called The Road to Your Best Stuff, mm -hmm. and I wrote the forward for it, he said, Brownie, never let what you want to say get in the way of what your audience want to hear. Mm. Conduct communications intelligence. Find out their sweet spot. What's stressing them out? What's the unspoken conversation? What is the third party validation they're looking for from you that they can't say, but you can strategically with your story that you can go into that place where they can't go and allow that audience that you can unify them because their audiences in, inside of each audience to become one audience and begin to look at themselves differently, even though they might be geographically separated, but you can unify them with your words used strategically. And so they now have one vision that's driving them. Now you don't have to say you need to be engaged or interrupt their distractions. Now they want to be engaged because you've spoken to them where they are. You took the time to develop a working knowledge of what they do. You took the time to, to treat them 
like a person. People don't want to be treated like a transaction. They want to know, do you care about me? My Angelo said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, Zig Ziglar said, if you give enough people what they want, they'll give you what you want. And people want a listening ear, which you're very good at. And, and, and they want to know, do you care about me? Can I depend on you? Can I trust you? That's major. That's huge. You know, I, I'm really excited to ask you this next question because I really want people to hear how you define success. And the reason why is, you know, for me, I believe success is far beyond the almighty dollar. You know, for me, success is about having harmonization in every area of life and thriving in it and showing up and delivering 100%. And I know you have shook hands with, held presence with, and been in company of the most influential people in the world for decades. Yes. So how do you define success? I'm glad you asked me that question. <laughs> I've been re re just reflecting on that a lot. Somebody asked me, what three things do you want people to say about you when you check out? Hmm. And I said, I want them to say, I aspired to inspire until I expired. Hmm. To me, success is answering the call on your life. As I mentioned earlier, a job is what you get paid for. A calling is what you are made for. Taking the time to answer the question, why am I here? Life is a question and how we live our lives is the answer. As much as you have chosen to do this show, as much as you have chosen to be a speaker and a trainer and an entrepreneur and transform thousands, millions of people's lives around the world that you'll never meet, that you were chosen for this. Because when you are answering the call in your life, it's something that you love so much that you do it for nothing, but you do it so well that people will pay you to do it. So this is who you are. You were chosen out of 400 million sperm to do this, the greater work. You our masterpiece because you're a piece of the master. Mm. I hope you guys all took in the power of that because success isn't about your bank account. You know, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was I attached my self-worth to my net worth. And when I had a business that was embezzled from me and I spent the next four and a half years in court with the partner that did it, I lost myself because I didn't have that two comma income, that two comma balance. And I, I lost the foundation of who I was until one day I realized I never lost that. She was always here. And reality is my circumstances have changed. And you know, the, the forest always looks darkest when you're in the middle of it. And if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you'll eventually come upon the light. And that light is that purpose. That situation that I was in was exactly that. It wasn't a, 
a, an, it wasn't an event that defined me. It was an event that created me. You know, our yeah. past, our past doesn't determine who we are. It gives us the tools to become who we are going to be. Stacy, what you said is so real. The Stacy that made that decision, the Stacy that functioned in that role, she no longer lives. She mm. died. And forgiving yourself, and forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is remembering without shame yeah. or guilt or anger. Mm. And if you beat her up, this Stacy that I now see, hmm. you're condemning an innocent person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How, Les, how has failure, and I say that word in air quotes, because I believe there really is no such thing as long as we allow ourselves to learn from it. And it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine and it's really not funny. So many where failure now is such a badge of honor that they're stuck in the story of failure and they're owning it. And they're really not embracing the lessons and moving through it to evolve into their successes. How has failure in the past contributed to your successes? I, the way that I look at it, life, provides lessons for us. <laughs> okay. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Forrest Gump said like it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That's all I've got to say about that. Well, <laughs> and I remember when I was fired from radio. I love radio. I can still do it now. This is me, LB Triple P, Les Brown, you plot a play and popper. There were none before me and there will be none after me. Therefore, that makes me the one and only young and single and love to mingle, certified, bonafide, indubitably qualified to bring you satisfaction and a whole lot of action. Look out, baby, I'm your love man. I was hungry. He's gone. Bam. And Marion White said, in life, when you don't know and you don't have enough courage or insight, that you have outgrown a situation, life will move on you. Yeah. And so I believe that those things that we go after, to me, what's most important is not the accomplishment of the goal, but who we become in pursuit of the goal. Mm. There's power in pursuit, not in capturing the goal, the person that I became and wanting to be a dominant voice in, in, in television. I didn't get that. I wanted it, but I didn't get it. But I discovered a part of myself that had I not been willing to risk, I would not have discovered. Viscott said, if you're not willing to risk, you cannot grow. And if you cannot grow, you cannot become your best. And if you can't become your best, you can't be happy. And if you can't be happy, then what else is there? So I was willing to risk. I was willing to go for it. And it did not happen. <sighs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep, absolutely. You know, it falls into that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I keep on moving. 
Keep on more, just keep it moving. Life has no duplicate. Keep it moving. There are moments in life and we must take advantage of them before they become a memory. Hmm. What's the lesson? What did I learn here? I had a relationship that I just knew it was till death do us part. I just, I just knew that I knew this person and that she loved me and she did not. And what we do, the work that we do, we speak to people with broken hearts, empty pockets, and a boatload of failures. Mm. Yeah. And we help them to realize Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. We help them to realize you are made in the likeness and image of God and been given authority and dominion over everything on the face of the earth. But you will never exercise authority and dominion over your life until you exercise authority and dominion over what you are not. Most of us go through life living a lie delivered by the world. Most of us, because of weapons of mass distractions, we don't have a clue of who we are. The work that you're doing is to help people do something that Miles Monroe said, rob the cemetery of your gifts of your dreams, of your abilities, of your invention, of your leadership, of your book, of your voice. There's something in you. You were chosen to do the greater work. Don't take that with you to the graveyard. Rob the cemetery of it. You know, once again, hundreds of golden nuggets dropped. I, I want to extract one real quickly for them. There were hundreds there, but you, you brought up, you brought up, you're not going to get through life standing still. You know, when the pandemic hit, so many people put everything on hold. I'm going to wait till this is over. Reality is life doesn't stop. Reality is nothing stops. If you stand still and do nothing, then you're actually moving backwards. And if yes. you're, you know, what we feed grows and what we starve dies. So if you're not moving, you're not evolving. And, and I, I love the analogy that, that, that you had brought up. It's really important for people to know, continue to move, continue to go in a direction, stop and take a quick inventory on whether or not the direction is taking you where you wanna go. Sensory acuity is really important. And then continue to move, be productive and avoid being busy. Leo Tolstoy said, he's a Russian author. He said, as I face inevitable death, what in the meaning and purpose of my life mm. that will not be undone or destroyed when I'm gone? And I believe that the people that you have trained and impacted, and those people, as they go out into the world and touch and speak and train and impact other people, and that continues, that work 
will not be undone or destroyed when you're gone. We are here to live a life that will outlive us. Hmm. Amen. So Les, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is, what does selling without selling mean to you? To me, it is giving of yourself and creating value to the extent that people say, I want what you got. I want what you have. Thank you. That has been, the speaking industry has been hijacked by people selling. I get over the, the, the numbers that I look at, I said, wow. According to the National Speakers Association, the, the average speaker gets around 25 requests a year. I don't know how to sell from the stage and I don't. I spoke and speak for corporations. Mm -hmm. I get over 3000 requests a year because when you impact people, when you change how they see themselves, they'll leave your presence feeling better about you feeling better about themselves and they want to take a part of you with them. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yes, you are and keep sticking to it. So welcome to the random round less and I believe it's success leaves clues. So I like to ask one or two questions to extract these clues so that our listeners can adopt them into their life if it fits. So Okay, I'm really scared to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you anyway. <laughs> yes. So what is your favorite word and why? I've never been asked that question. Hmm. My favorite wor word is faith. Love it. I'm adopted. Hmm. A reporter asked my foster mother who adopted us, how did you know you could do it? And she said, I just believed that the Lord will make a way somehow. Hmm. And that's how I approach life. The things that I've, I've been blessed to be able to do, the lives that I've been able to touch, I'm, I'm here because of God's grace and mercy. I'm a 29-year fourth stage cancer conqueror hmm. because of God's grace and mercy. And I think through faith that I'm here, not for myself, but to be of service. Horace Mann said, we should be ashamed to die until we have made some major contribution to humankind. And my goal is to live my life in such a way. I'm here because of two women. One gave me life. The other one gave me love. God took me out of my biological mother's womb and placed me in the heart of my adopted mother. And I want them to say on the other side, 
when I cross over. Boy, you made us proud. You made us proud. Unless you have. You absolutely have. The impact you have made, you make, and you are yet to continue to make Thank is life-changing and world-changing. You are truly an impact driver. You really are. Thank you. You're very kind. So, Les, I really appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule to, to share with us your greatness. And I know, I'm confident our listeners are going to want to find you. What do you have going on now? What can they plug into with you? I'm working with a select number of people who are hungry to make a difference on the planet and mm. to change their lives and their voice is their superpower. I just encourage them to go to hungrytospeak.com. Hungrytospeak.com. And they're going to get some motivational messages that will transform their lives. And I'm encouraging them to send it out to as many people as possible. And if they choose, they can uh, sign up for uh, uh, an orange package. But if they're interested in me coaching them one-on-one, -on -one, they can leave information there for that. I, I want to say this to you. Yes, sir. I love you. Oh, Les, I love you too. I'm blessed you're in my life. I love, I love you very much and I appreciate you. The feeling's very, very mutual. It truly is. And, and thank you for all that you do for me, my family, and for, I, can, I can't speak for everyone, but I'll do my best. Thank you for, for helping us all find our hunger and finding the greatness inside of us. Because Les, I remember seeing you hmm, 20 plus years ago and you touched me so much I knew one day I needed to be up there and then when I reached out to you a mutual friend connected us you were there for me and thanks to you I've been able to touch lives too and that just means the world to me mm -hmm. this is the God moment we're supposed to be together Thank you so much. No, thank you. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15 minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon.
Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.